One day after having a great comeback win when Sonny Gray, the possible American League Cy Young frontrunner, was on the mound for the Twins and the Giants got back to 500, they came out with probably their ugliest and worst game of the year. And so the inconsistency that plagues the Giants and also some key players struggling. And is it time to do something about it? We'll get into all of that next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube, so check us out there if you have not already, and please hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. And coming up on today's show, we're going to discuss the fact that the Giants had probably their ugliest loss of the season. Not necessarily not necessarily their worst loss, but their ugliest loss of the season following up the game in which they came back against Sonny Gray and uh, got back to 500 for the first time since being 3-3. Three and three. And so when all is said and done, this is another series win and the Giants are kind of on a roll here with series wins and, you know, uh, they've won... I don't know exactly what their record is in their last 20 or so games, but it's good. And so a, a game like this will put a bad taste in your mouth, but at the end of the day, you win a series. And if you can just consistently win series, especially on the road, the Twins are in first place and they came into this series with a really good home record. And so I want to not get too uh, bent out of shape about the performance we saw today. But what we saw today was not so good in in a number of different areas that's why i call it the ugliest loss of the year uh it started off in the first inning when the giants had runners on second and third with nobody out against joe ryan who's just been i mean by by some of the peripheral numbers even better than sonny gray who came into last night's game with the best earned run average in major league baseball so the twins have had really good pitching especially starting pitching this year and so the fact that the giants they had Joe Ryan on the ropes multiple times, including in that first inning, second and third, nobody out, and they just weren't able to bring in a run. I forget exactly uh, who came up. Uh, it, Hanniger with a shallow fly ball, and we're, we'll get into Hanniger later, and is it time to worry about him? I think a lot of people are already worried about him, but is, is am I worried about him? And then uh, Michael Conforto hit a pop-up, so two straight hitters unable to get the job done just to just I don't I don't even remember if the twins were playing the infield back but probably I would imagine with second and third especially for when Hanniger was up there so even just hitting a ground ball but certainly a deep enough fly ball uh brings in a run and then you know second and third you could you could not even get a hit and score two runs there and that just would totally set a different tone but Joe Ryan is able to get out of it after the Hanniger shallow fly ball, the Conforto pop-up, 
Blake Sable grounded out, and that was that. And then in the bottom of the first, the Twins immediately get a run on a home run. And so it just changes the tone and the momentum of the entire game. And then the Giants very quickly after that, it was either the second or the third inning, they had second and third with one out for Lamont Wade Jr., who got completely blown up by an inside fastball, and they threw Casey Schmidt out at home. And then, I mean, it just went on and on like this, where the Gi- they, they also later loaded the bases with nobody out and couldn't score a run. So, so many situations. And look, like I said, I don't want to get too worked up about one game, but it seems like certain hitters, like they're just maybe taking a pitch that's down the middle and then uh, chasing pitches out of the zone afterwards. So it's like they're tightening up in those situations, which is understandable. It's, you know, the human element of this is that you really want to get the job done. And so you try too hard and you end up kind of making mistakes. And, uh, you know, the team is in a position right now, like, like where they're right at 500. And so if you're 15 games over 500 and playing great, uh, maybe these situations are easier to come through in. But for today, it looked like a team that was pressing and just unable to play that situational game and talk about the home run too. It's like, okay, yeah, a sack fly or three or four would have been nice, but also a, a, a big fly would have been nice. And they had the bases loaded, nobody out with some of their big home run hitters up. And not only were they not able to play the situational game, but they weren't able obviously to drive a ball out of the ballpark. And so I will repeat this over and over. You'll, you'll never hear me saying, the team is too dependent on home runs like home runs would have been absolutely what the doctor ordered in this game because the Giants had runners all over the place and so I'll take runs any way I can get them but especially once they were down I think it was six to one when they had the bases loaded and nobody out and so at that point really I mean a sack fly yeah you'll take the run but a home run would be better and so uh that it would be nice if the home run would have showed up in this game but it did not and so I've gone on this long just grilling the offense without even talking about the defense. The defense was the it was the worst defensive game of the season that I can remember for the Giants. It was just sloppiness all over the place. It started off in the third inning or second inning with when Michael Conforto just misplayed a line drive that was kind of right at him. Those are the toughest balls to read like a line drive right at you as an outfielder. I've done this myself where you kind of run in on it and then it just sails right over your head. But at the major league level, obviously can't happen. And it was to lead off the inning. And then later in the inning, there was a play that ended up getting ruled a passed ball on a strikeout by Blake Sable. So first of all, he should have caught it runners runners on first and second. And so he didn't catch it and it trickled away from him. And then he throws down to second base and they're going to get the runner stealing second. And I believe it would have been the third out of the inning, third or second, whatever. First of all, he should have caught the ball that was strike three. It hit his glove, not the ground, but it was, you know, he had to reach for it, but still. And then Brandon Crawford just completely whiffed on a ball that was right to the glove. And all he would have had to do is catch it and tag the runner and the runner would be out. Uh, but instead, Crawford just it just clanked off his glove. And then, you know, just to show that it wasn't a total fluke, was it the next hitter? Or was it the next inning? I can't remember. But there was then a ground ball to Brandon Crawford that was 
as routine as it gets. And he just bad footwork, bad positioning, bad hand-eye coordination. It just clanked off his glove again. And we've seen this from Crawford. This is not the first time. Uh, in Detroit, he had three in one game where he just like the ball just it almost seems like the 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 game has sped up on him a little bit defensively and so i'm being pretty harsh but that's what i'm seeing here and so and you know that wasn't even it there was a brett wisely error and he's been so good defensively but he it was right after the crawford one uh just a, a routine ground ball and it got right through him and so it was just do not watch this game or the highlights of this game if you're a Giants fan and you happen to miss this one because it was an early start. But coming up in just a minute, speaking of Crawford, am I concerned? Like, what is the level of concern when we're looking at he's not hitting, but, you know, so he's in there for his defense, but the defense has not been good. And so what do you do about that? And also Mitch Haniger, similar to Michael Conforto, just when Conforto was struggling, just in an absolute cold spell. And what can the Giants do there? What is the level of concern? So we'll get into all of that in just a minute. But before we do, this episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rising prices stressing you out? If you're looking for ways to cut costs, cut costs, excuse me, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. And for me, I have had a ton of these where I'm just, you know, you sign up for the free trial, whatever it is, you forget about it and you don't even realize you're paying it. Rocket Money will find these for you and allow you to cancel those unwanted subscriptions. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. Rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. All right, as promised, we're going to discuss the level of concern with a couple of players in particular but there's there's kind of a lot. As much as the Giants have been playing well lately, there's there's some concern with a number of different players for a number of different reasons. And so we'll address those next. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every dayers on uh tomorrow on the show, we're gonna be getting back to some mailbag questions. I had to like skip over them as the Giants you asked a lot of questions and I didn't answer a lot of them because of some big promotions i think it was pat bailey and so we'll get back into those mailbag questions tomorrow by the way the giants play the brewers tomorrow at 4 40 pacific and you can catch every pitch of the giants hometown broadcast with sirius xm on the sxm app search Giants. both teams right now tbd as their starting pitcher so we'll see what the giants do there is it going to be another bullpen game is somebody going to get called up so yeah we'll find out but uh what is the level of concern with Brandon Crawford and Mitch Haniger specifically? So Brandon Crawford, he came into this game uh, hitting, what what was he hitting? 165 
with a 232 on base and a 308 slugging. He did have a good game today offensively. He had two walks and he had a double. Uh, he also struck out once. But overall in the season, including today, he's now hitting just 172 with a 252 on base and a two, uh, 323 slugging. It's about 40% below average offense. And so I guess you could say that you could live with that. You can't really live with that. He's got to improve, uh, but it's early in the season still, and you give him some benefit of the doubt if if you're getting that Brandon Crawford defense. But the Giants have not been getting that Brandon Crawford defense. By defensive runs saved, Crawford entered this game at negative seven after coming off a year last year when it was negative six. And stat, it's funny, stat cast outs above average hasn't really agreed with defensive run saved. And, you know, there's also ultimate zone rating, which had him as a kind of net negative defender last year and so far this year. So two of the metrics that that are kind of the big, two of the big three, defensive run saved, ultimate zone rating, and the stat cast one, when two out of the three are saying negative, and then with my eyes, I'm saying he, he is just not the same guy. And he is 36 years old. And so it's not entirely surprising that, I mean, what I am seeing is like stuff that I haven't seen from Brandon Crawford before. We saw a little bit of it last year at times, but just it seems like the the kind of speed of the game, the hand-eye coordination, something is just a little off there. And when you're not hitting and you're not defending and you're playing shortstop, it's a problem. So the level of concern is pretty darn high. And the issue is, like one of the main issues is it's not easy. You can't just like, he's a franchise icon. And so you, you know, it's tough to just like not play him. And if he's on, they don't, the giants don't play that game where they have players on their roster that they just don't really use. And so they're kind of in a difficult position where the right thing to do may be to play other people there. Like Casey Schmidt. Like if you've got JD Davis at, third and Schmidt at short and Estrada at second and Wade at first is that your best offensive and defensive alignment perhaps it could be and then there are other options like Tyler Fitzgerald who I believe is doing pretty darn well in triple a and so it's tough because obviously there's no optioning Brandon Crawford yeah Tyler Fitzgerald doing very well in triple a hitting 326 412 on base six 74 slugging i don't quite i don't know exactly about uh the defense for tyler fitzgerald but it's just worth noting brandon crawford is struggling at the plate although not today and it is early and i give him some benefit you know he's got a track record and this is you know but last year was quite bad offensively as well and so it's looking like the major decline maybe has set in and so Obviously, he could turn it around offensively, but the the defensive issues are kind of alarming and stark. Like it's just it's when you're you're so used to really good defense by Crawford, and then when you're totally not seeing it, it's a little bit um, shocking, I guess, to see and concerning. So the next up on the concern o meter is Mitch Haniger, who had another rough game today 0 for 5 with two strikeouts he was one of the guys who came up in those big situations as I said popping out with runners on second and third kind of the guy to first set the tone 
with in that first inning, second and third, no out. Here comes Hanniger and pop a shallow fly ball that wasn't able to bring in a run. And then later he came up, bases loaded, nobody out. Or I don't know. He came up in that situation that started with bases loaded, nobody out. I don't know if he was the first hitter, but you know, he just didn't come through again. And so now on the season, he's hitting 200 with a 225 on base and 306 slugging. So just nothing really positive to say offensively when we're looking at the numbers and frankly, you know, just when we're watching him hit. And so where I want to go with this is to Michael Conforto, who, let's see, I mean, through he started to get hot on May 9th. So let's look at his numbers from the beginning of the season up to May 8th and see how many plate appearances did he have? 118. Uh, and he was hitting 170, 297 on base, 300 slugging. So at least he was like walking, but, but clearly Conforto was ice cold, right? At the plate. And it was through 118 plate appearances that he was ice cold. And so for Hanniger now, he's got 89 on the season. So he's got a ways to go before he reaches the point at which it started to turn around for Michael Conforto. And, you know, we could say the same about Brandon Crawford, who has, like I said, 103 plate appearances on the season. And so guys go through this and it could just, I mean, for Hanniger, I guess where I, what I want to say is that the level of concern is there is some, but at the same time, this is a guy who is just consistently a well above average offensive player. And I don't think suddenly at age 32, I guess it's not that young, you know, Conforto is only 30, but he has a track record and I would bank on the track record far more. I'm not, he is not a guy who's going to hit like this all season long, as long as he stays healthy and keeps getting reps. I think he'll bounce back in a significant way, but right now it's been tough and, you know, it's getting to the point uh, there, are, there are possible roster moves you could make. And, you know, there's Blake Sable having difficulty as a catcher. And so, you know, you could see a platoon with Hanniger maybe and Sable while Hanniger tries to figure it out and get it going. Uh, and then there's some young guys in the minor leagues who we're going to talk about next, uh, including an outfielder who could become an option for the Giants. But again, it's tough. Just like with Crawford, you're committed to Hanniger you were, you know, you're committed to Conforto, and then you've got Yastrzemski, you've got Slater uh, when he's healthy. So, Giants have a little bit of a jam and some players who are not performing well. And the question is, what do you do about it? And the answer is, I don't exactly know, but maybe something. And when you look to the minor leagues and you've got a Luis Matos doing what he's doing, it becomes an intriguing question. So, we'll get into Luis Matos and the latest dominant outing by Kyle Harrison in just a minute. But before we do, this episode is brought to you by my new favorite pair of shorts, Bird Dogs. I recently received a couple of pairs of Bird Dogs, and they are the most comfortable and good-looking shorts that I've ever worn, hands down. And it's funny, my girlfriend, she saw me try on the shorts, and immediately her response, she said, those are the nicest shorts you have ever owned. And I've I've owned quite a few pair of shorts, so I don't know if I should be insulted about my previous shorts or just blown away by what she saw and I saw for myself with bird dogs, not to mention the stretchy fabric being oh so very comfortable. And because they're comfortable and good looking and professional looking, they're versatile and you can wear them to 
the golf course. You could wear them while hanging out with friends. You could even wear them to a meeting. And so there's nothing like it. Check it out for yourself. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Go to birddogs.com slash MLB. And when you enter promo code LOCKDOWNMLB, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. I've got one myself. I'm holding it up here in front of the camera for those of you on YouTube. Very nice, high-quality uh, tumbler, Yeti-style, and you can get one for yourself by following those instructions. So I encourage you to check it out. All right, here we go. We are going to get into Luis Matos as a possible option for the San Francisco Giants and also the latest start by Kyle Harrison, which was last night. The key for him being limiting walks. How did he do last night? Well, the answer is he did fantastic. And so he could become an option too. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. Like I said, mailbag questions. We're going to be getting into a lot of them. In fact, I might even throw out a new prompt just to get some of the latest kind of, you know, what are the what are the fans, listeners wanting to know right here, right now with the way this team is playing. They get back to 500, but then they have such an ugly loss. So it's going to be an interesting dynamic. The Giants play the Brewers, by the way, this upcoming uh Thursday, tomorrow at 440 Pacific, catch every pitch of the Giants hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Giants. The Brewers are just like the Twins in first place, but also just like the Twins, they don't have the greatest record in the world, although they've won two straight. And but they have a negative run differential. So we'll see. They're 15 and 9 at home. Tough team to play at home, but it's a good place to hit. So hopefully the Giants can get it going offensively there. Although the Brewers pitch well. So it's an interesting dynamic there. But the latest, I mean just when we talk about the roster, there's, you know, we talk about Hanniger's struggles. There's really not a lot of room for a Luis Matos, but at the same time they're kind of like maybe do you make room based on the way this guy is performing? Uh Matos as we've discussed was added to the 40 man in the off season and then aggressively somewhat started the year in double a after struggling in high a last year, the giants were adamant that the struggles in high a were kind of surprising and that the underlying data on his like batted balls was much better. Basically he underperformed the expected results. And so they send him to double a to start the year aggressively. And he, he, came through in a major way, hitting 304, 398 on base, 443 slugging, and walked 13% of the time, struck out only 9% of the time. And that was kind of the thing they challenged him with was plate discipline and being more selective, which, by the way, we continue to see Casey Schmidt. So I talk about, okay, is Schmidt a better option at shortstop? Defensively, probably, than Crawford at this point, as I hate to say it, but probably. And however, I think we're seeing the continued chase of Casey Schmidt being a problem at the plate. And so perhaps the offense just continues to fall off as he continues to be a wild free swinger. And so that remains an issue. And we've talked about that a bunch. But uh, Luis Matos is, I mean, at least in double A, was demonstrating a, a improved, like very improved ability 
to be selective and he's always had the ability to put the bat on the ball and not strike out. And so it's really intriguing kind of given the current makeup of the Giants roster to add a guy like this. And it could be, frankly, a pretty easy substitution to take out Bryce Johnson. No offense to Bryce Johnson, but the ceiling is just so much higher with a Luis Matos. Uh, it, it might be feel a little unfair to Johnson, who's kind of done his part, done what he's supposed to do in this role that he's been in, which is like occasional playing time. I guess he's really been platooning with Yaz. And so I, I, I think that while Slater is out, this might be the perfect time to give Matos a look. Maybe they don't want to do it so quickly after only six games in AAA, where by the by the way, you know, I mentioning the double A numbers, promoted to triple A, and he's hit 370, 393 on base, 593 slugging, uh, strikeout rate of 3.6%, walk rate of only 3.6%. Um, so that, you know, one strikeout, one walk in 28 plate appearances, but bat to ball, I mean, 3.8% strikeout rate. So intriguing, intriguing guy and can play center field and is fast and plays a good center field. So I'd like to see this guy. And I think they could use another infusion of youth and excitement. So, you know, he's already on the 40 man. It would be a simple transaction. Send down Bryce Johnson, call up Luis Matos. I don't know if the Giants are facing any lefties in this upcoming series, but that would be something to look out for if they are then maybe they do make that move. So lastly, I just want to update you on Kyle Harrison, who had his had another start in AAA last night. The key for Harrison, of course, continues to be strike-throwing, not walking people. And last night was arguably the best start he's had maybe ever in his professional career. I get it. He's still not facing a lot of hitters. He only faced 15 hitters. He only pitched four innings. A lot of people ask about this. They're being careful with their uh, minor league pitchers. They believe there's like evidence to suggest that ramping them up slowly prevents injuries. And so that's why you're seeing this. But he couldn't have been better, really. He walked one. He struck out nine out of the 15 hitters he faced, which is 60% of the hitters he faced. He struck out and he didn't allow a hit and he walked one. He also did hit a batter. And so... uh you know, the walk and the hit by pitch, you don't love, but it's just two total of the 15 hitters that he faced. But, you know, several starts ago, he walked none. And then in between, he walked three and then he walked three again. And then last night, one walk, one hit by pitch. He also had a hit by pitch in one of those starts in which he walked three. But if he can string like two or three of these types of outings in a row, then he immediately becomes an option. And with the Giants, like tomorrow listing their starter as to be determined, uh, there's an opening right now in the rotation. And and it could go to him uh, if he can simply string two or three of this type of outing in a row. His season strikeout rate in AAA now is 40.6%, which is just ridiculous. The problem is the walk rate is 20.3%, which is about... 10 points at least too high. You want that to be cut in half. But the strikeout stuff is just clearly there, and this guy's getting close. And he's had a couple really good outings out of the last uh, four, two out of the last four, right? Have been that type of outing where he's been in command. So, anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow. Like I said, we're going to be getting into 
a mailbag. And so look out on Twitter for another prompt, and I'll get into a lot of the previous questions as well. Giants play the Brewers tomorrow at 440 Pacific. Catch every pitch of the Giants hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Giants. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like the show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot. So thanks in advance and thanks to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. You are now Locked on Giants.